Hi, I'm Dan Parent, and I work for Archie Comics and do Die Kitty Die, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Spirited. Blended, yes, spirited and splendid. Yeah, that must mean he found his commission. No, no, I did not. Why you got to bring it up? Poke the moon. Because Christ. No, I, I appreciate him asking. It's I. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go through these fucking sleeves for a fourth time. I. It's it's. I'm losing my fucking shit because I, I probably took it out before Heroes last year, and it would have gone in my sleep because I, I don't bring everything with me obviously so it would have um i would have kept it with everything else that i that i have off to the side all all, all the various pages all the i i have the other um mage the hero defined for, for, from i have a page from that i i have everything else all in sleeves off to the side that i would put in my portfolio if i need to but i don't know where the hell this one is and 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 my wife's telling me she's like we haven't unpacked everything i'm sure you know there, there's definitely things that we haven't she, she's like don't go nuts yet it's it's definitely here and i believe her there's still boxes where i think it could be but i've gone through them and and nothing has like without i haven't emptied everything out but it makes no sense based on how my room and where everything was in the old place that that wouldn't have been with everything else. And I don't think it walked. I just, I I'm, it's gotta be here. I just, I, I'm, I have no idea where, and I'm trying to set things up here. I'm trying to put things on walls and, and I don't think it's a traditional, I don't think Daniel did this on an 11 by 17. So it's, I, I need the dimensions. So when I go frame shopping, I can at least, have a place for it on the wall when I finally find it, but it, it's just, yeah, we're here to talk some comics. Yes. Hey, everybody. 11 o'clock hey. comics. Hi. Episode 585. And I'm Vince B. Oh, you are Vince B. And I am David A. Price. Indeed, you are. And across the pond, I'm Brian Braddock. <laughs> nice but you're not brian braddock you're jason wood everybody's here again uh, and this is a special extra episode for this week y'all and, and you can thank our patreon supporters for that which means the album art for this episode will not be the uh, aforementioned Daniel White. It will feature the artwork of John O'Neill, who you heard last time on our extra wonderful sp- fourth chair. Yes, on our extra special uh, eleven o'clockers for twenty eighteen. And I gotta thank everybody because the the response to that episode, wow, on the Facebooks was crazy. Not just on the Facebooks, Mister O'Neill very very lovingly gave a. Uh, a hard sell, if you will, about the Patreon and the value. Yes, and he had a his voice was heard. We we have shout outs to two new patrons, and I I I call special attention to this and, and credit him because honestly, these are two names that I don't recognize from our Facebook group or the forums. So I'm pretty sure they're mainly listeners of the show versus members of the community, which 
you know, I think there's a higher slant towards the people that chat on the forums in the group right. for Patreon. Then, but um, but shout outs to Mr. Rick Yankowski and Mr. Luke. I'm Luke. I hope I'm saying your name right. If I'm not, let us know. Blease, B-L-I-E-S-E. Blease. Yeah, but, uh, I would say please, 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 please. But Luke Blease and Rick Yankowski are twoest new members of the Illuminati tier. So nice. thank you all so much. And, you know, when I see new members come into the Patreon fold, I'm always thinking, you know, this would be so much better if the other two guys got their shit together and di- actually did some Patreon things. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And uh, we'll just do I it. I saw that post about where, those, video where the month. T-shirts were, right? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Yeah, well, there was one. So, uh, you know, get it together, guys. I'm just cool. saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, we're- On that note, it is January 21st. <laughs> And uh, we do owe a slew of uh, care packages now that we're in the new year. So um, we'll post an update uh, probably, uh, depending on my, probably later this week, we'll post an update as to who we think is due them and uh, and go from there. Just like that seemed to work out well last month when we posted everybody's names about who they were, who was due them. And then right. they were able to kind of keep track. So we'll keep up with that as long as it works for. I had things. one return to me and we'll talk about that off the air. But first time that happened. Um person was Wrong not address no person would it was never received it was never claimed i guess it was delivered and they didn't take it in so the the, the mail carrier took it back and sent it back to me and i did oh, well, receive it yeah you should you should always let us know so we can reach them and right. reach out to them yeah right, right. Okay. i believe i so, have a uh, I, I have one for uh chad dixon i think i have a uh, i was there was a return i still i still have his box downstairs so it's i i know i need to resend it so okay. i have his new address all right. What are we drinking, people? Uh, well, it's only been a couple of days since we recorded last, and I am drinking the second half of the Santa Julia Reserve, which I was drinking the first half of when we did the Old Oscars. Nice. Cool. How about you, Vince? Um, I'm drinking, uh, just cracked open a bottle of Barefoot Penis Noir. Ooh. Yes. Yes. So, uh... I love the penis noir. You love the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Such a child. Mmm. <laughs> this penis noir feels great on my lips. It's a good mouthfeel? Yes. Hit yourself in the cheek with it. <laughs> oh, the nose. So this is uh, this is from California. It's a red blend, and it caught my eye. Not because the label is um, as attractive as, as or vibrant. It, it, it's a very subdued label from Wheat Wheat Ridge Cellars. Uh, <laughs> I know what's going the, through your head. Will Wheaten. Will Wheaten. <laughs> Miracle Whip. Uh, but it's aged inside bourbon barrels for three whole, whole months. And, wow. Um, it's... Uh, it's not bad. It's it's not uh, it's not cloyingly um, sweet as uh, blends can be on the sweet side at times. But this is um, this is good. I, I, I kind of like the linger. It's um, it's definitely something I think I will have on hand if the mood strikes me. So not bad at all. Awesome. It's a good deal. A little bit. Yeah, and I want to talk about a bunch of good deals because they're, as far as my perspective, since the last time we did this and now, 
I read a bunch of really good comics. I I read some comics. I, I um there were Yeah, I don't hmm. Wow. Well I'll tell no, you it's yeah, go ahead. You, you, I, you, I see this on your list and I'm hoping that it's on um on Jason's list as well. Okay. It is on Jason's list. Good. Okay. And it, and it's on yours too. And if if we're talking wow factor, um, the the number one book that really sent me reeling last week was, um, and I know there are people that that are a little bit um, leery of this man's work, but I thought this issue was a winner. It was written by Chip Zdarsky, and it was illustrated by Butch Geis and Carlos Magno, with color art by Alex Guimarez. And it's Invaders number one. Yes, sir. Now, uh, before we get into this, I'm a big time uh, Invaders fan, but I I never understood to this day. I don't understand why the group would be called the Invaders. The name the name does not make sense because they're protectors, they're soldiers of of justice, they're 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 keeping our boys safe overseas they're they're um staunching the encroachment of the nazi plague why they don't invade anything where did that and do you guys know where that name came from like why were they called the invaders i know the defenders would have been a better name but that was already taken so why invaders that's the one head scratcher about this group that never really uh, I never really seem to bridge that that, mm. that gap. Of why are they, if if I may, I I I think you're being too dismissive of the term invader. I mean, if you think about the arguably the turning point in the war, it was the invasion of Normandy. Sure, we invade. We invaded. We were invaders. Like we were the invaders. The Allies were the invaders. Yes. They, they were. So I think and, that was appropriate. I mean, the U.S. came in and invaded occupied territories to try and take them back. Which was only a small part of the war. I mean... Yeah, yeah. You know, we, the, the, the gist of the war was to stop the spread of, of, of Hitler's Germany. Sure. So, I mean, you know, the... Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that I don't think it's a very appropriate name. But I mean, I do understand where, where you're coming from in, in, in as far as, yes, we were foreign agents on their soil. But it just it makes it, when you when you call someone an invader, it just makes it seem like they're there for the wrong reasons. And we were anything but in World War Two. Yeah, right? no, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, but it, the, the allies or something, yeah, like the mighty allies or, or the, well, the freedom fighters would are, was already taken too. I mean, there, I'm sure there would have been a better name than the invaders, but I love them. Cap, Bucky, Toro, original human torch and Namor, who is the focal point of this first issue. Are you noticing that Namor is the focal point of a lot of books? Yes. Yes. Well, he is I, Marvel's first mutant. The part is, of and they make a big point of that, and they should. They should. Um, part of this issue spins out of what Jason Aaron has recently done yeah. in the pages of uh, the Avengers, but um, our buddy Namor is having terrible nightmares, uh, tossing and turning and screaming, and 
Um, and the nightmares focus on his time with the invaders in World War II. Uh, and there's a very specific battle detailed where Namor's, Namor is water-starved, which is not a good thing for um, uh, Mr. Um, uh, first Marvel's Mightiest Mutant, because when he uh, dehydrates, he loses the things that make him special, the super strength and the flight and the... Well, he could die from, from lack of water. Um, massive ramifications should he not get water. But um, long story short, Namor fails to save American soldiers with which he was friendly, uh, especially this one kid named Tommy Mackin. Uh, Tommy dies. And uh, Namor takes it very, very hard. Um, so we pop to the present day, and Jim Hammond, right, who we all know is the original Human Torch, he's writing a book about his time with the invaders. And I had the same question that Cap had, because Jim Hammond consults <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Steve, you got to help me. Writing this book uh, about our what we what we went through in the war and and I'd like you to help me on some of the finer details and Steve's like what what are you talking about he goes you know not to be not not to be a dick but Professor Horton programmed you you're 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 an android like um why would you need me to help you recall facts and um Hammond says well when I was created um Horton wanted to mimic life organic life and what happens to um human beings when they when they progress and when they age they forget things so the uh, the forgetting is built in to hammond's programming and that, that i thought that was right there that's a great little hook for me that um you have this uh being that in all respects should be uh infallible uh, as far as data recall, and yet here he is, he's losing things, which is, is neat. Um, so he, his, um, his creation, he wanted to mirror the human experience. And Kef's like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'll help you out. Um, uh, and it, the thing hinges on the Roxon incident from Avengers uh, number nine, written by Jason Aaron, in which uh, Roxon had a bunch of dudes out there wailing, and they just so happened to... Uh, the Atlanteans boarded their ship and they retaliated and they killed them. And then they hung them from the sides of the ship like trophies. And Namor did not think that was cool. And um, the Avengers barge in and quiet the things down. But um, Namor kind of changes his mind. And what he does is he flooded the cells where they were holding these Roxxon agents and he killed them. He, he drowned them in sewage. So uh, now Namor is persona non grata with Cap and Company. They're just like, there's something really wrong with with uh, our old buddy. And um, to make matters worse, Namor has made a vow to protect his waters and everything in it, in them, uh, from the terror of the surface world by any means necessary. So it's, it's not Atlantis attacks yet, but it's getting there. And um, Hammond makes a, a plea to Cap to help Namor. Hammond's the good guy in this. He's like, there's something wrong with our, our friend. We got to help him out. We fought with this guy. We know what he does. I'm telling you, there's something wrong. He's, he's suffering from PTSD. Um, so remember, 
after the war, Namor lost his memory, and he became a wandering nomad until Johnny Storm gave him a shave. Remember? Johnny burned off the beard, and he's like, oh, it's it's him. Um, so, Sorry. was that? I, could I, well, I want to ask you this about this, because I, I mean, obviously I was aware of the, the amnesia, but is this the first we've ever seen of them implying that the amnesia was caused by him trying to stop the second atomic bomb? Because I don't think we've ever seen that before. That's a very good question, and unfortunately, I don't remember the specifics. I remember vividly Johnny Storm kneeling down, Namor's all shaggy, uh, John Basima drew it, and, right. and he's just burning the – but as to the point where he got from World War II to the, the shaggy Namor, I always thought it was a byproduct of bringing a Golden Age character into the, the bronze uh, at that point. Was it bronze? No, it was Silver Age, bringing mm-hmm. a, a, a character, bridging the gap from the time we first saw him till now. Uh, I, I don't I'm, – I'm ashamed. I don't know the specifics. Yeah, no, I mean maybe our listeners I, – I'm, I'm pretty sure we have not – this is a, kind of one of those modern-day retcons where they just – they're emphasizing how it happened by showing him trying to stop us from dropping the, the second nuke. But is a, it's a good retcon because it explains a lot of weird shit with Namor. Does it not? Yeah, of course, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look even all of the time with the Illuminati, like, this could make a lot of sense out of Namor's behavior. Uh, so so Namor's going around uh, alerting all of the uh, his uh, subjects to what he's doing, and there's a, a splinter group, uh, an Atlantean splinter group called the Sea Blades, and he's given, love the name by the way. Yeah, he gives them a chance to you know come into the fold, and Karis, their leader, refuses. And Namor makes like Moses and literally splits the ocean, and chokes the sea blades until they comply. He he borders on killing them until they they come into you know Camp Namor, and uh, not a great way to. Uh, foster loyalty among your subjects but effective right and uh so um the the real spin on this thing and again could uh explain a lot was hammond goes to talk with um randall peterson this is a world war ii survivor and uh who had spent time with the invaders and and randall is uh, creeping on his last days he's he's bedridden he's old and you know he he needs care and uh randall says you know what i got this book i wrote down all the stuff i can remember there's photos in here you need this book this will flesh out a lot of stuff at least as far as my perspective goes about you know what we did and, and what happened and um randall was so tight with the invaders that he actually named his daughter namor which i i would be pissed um and and but his daughter's not having it she's like no you can't have the book that's a family heirloom i can't let this that out of the 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 house and and in the the discussion hammond gets a little klutzy and jim lets a couple photos fall from the book and he picks the photos up and he's looking at it, he's like what the heck? the photos are of randall with namor 
and Charles Xavier. And it, they were taken from the time when Namor was an amnesiac. So um, Cap, you know, doesn't want to pull the Avengers into this thing because uh, that would be uh, a detriment to solving anything because as soon as um, Namor sees the Avengers, he's going to consider the same thing that happened in Avengers 9 and, and 10. Mm-hmm. So uh, what Cap does is he contacts an old buddy, and it's Bucky. And yeah, that, and that's where the, the issue uh, terminates. I thought this was wonderful. Um, Butch's work... The, the, the Butch's work is done for the past and Manio's is for the present. And I thought Butch was phenomenal, nailed it. I love Manio too. So I, I really appreciated the art, especially the, uh, the undersea environs, the way, uh, Manio delineated the, the Atlantean buildings and the creatures and stuff. And when he split the sea, I was like, holy shit, how long did it take you to draw that two page spread? It, it's so detailed and you can see like the, everything in it. It was wonderful. I thought this issue was a super winner. But maybe your mileage varies. No, I, I thought it was fantastic. Oh. I um I thought it looked great. I thought um I thought it was compelling. It had a lot of it covered a lot of ground, which I think first issues often don't these days. Um so yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I, I think it's uh, Namor is mm, he. He's always one of those characters for me where I have certainly read a shit ton of comics with him as the hero, mm-hmm. but I've always found him more intriguing as a villain. So true that. But I mean, the the character is very malleable. We've seen him as a hero. We've seen him as a villain. We've seen him as a businessman. Mm-hmm. Uh, businessman. And it, it just, he works in every respect. Well, and it's not, they had great creators. Like John Byrne's take on Namor was very different, but it's still awesome. Because, But the raw material for Namor, it's, you can easily mold it into something great, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Namor has wonderful taste in women. So I always liked Namor. But um, it's it's for me it's that group that that the invaders group that really gets me going and I like I well, said it reminds you of your childhood maybe I've never been able to figure it out but did you not see in the sequences where um, Cap is is throwing down he he's talking to Jim and he's throwing down in the what I'm assuming is the Avengers Mountain um, equivalent of the X Men's danger room. Right where he's chomping down on the the Iron Man bots, and uh, I saw George Perez on that page. That that looks to me like a super detailed George Perez, like not in the finer points. Yes, George has his idiosyncrasies with facial features and stuff, but the level of detail and the momentum and the movement and the, mm-hmm. the it, it that looked to me like a like a very uh, good compliment to what George Perez does. Yeah, uh, I first encountered Manio on uh, the Planet of the Apes stuff. As soon as yeah, I, yeah. as soon as I saw his work, I was like, "This guy's going somewhere," because he is just amazing. Dap's really quiet. Yeah, he must not have been feeling it. <laughs> the um, like what Jason just said about um, 
Namor working better as a villain. I, I, I think of Namor the same way I do of Doom or Magneto, where they are firm in their beliefs. They, they, they're the heroes of their story. They, they think what they're doing is just uh, to hell with how it looks to other people where at, but those other two characters are pretty much, you would, you would consider them villains more than heroes. Namor at least has had more, um, more chances and, and more, more times to be shown as a hero. And I do, I do like Namor to, to a certain degree. I, I, I touched on it on when we briefly touched on the best defense and, and, you know, Namor is a hard sell for me. And, and I guess that was kind of Chip's way of, of setting things up for how he wanted to handle the character with, this book, um, I prefer Geist's pages over Manio's. The um, I, I appreciate the the differences when we have the flashbacks to the war and we're in present day. I I, I really do appreciate when they uh, when they decide to to take that um, extra step. Uh, I yeah, it, it's neat to have Hammond with the whole um, memory issue, as if RAM is leaking. But it, it's I would expect other things to break down on him before his memory, and, and that, that that just seems that just seems like a matter of convenience to 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 get because he wants to write this book and and he's looking for for I I, I think maybe a different take would be is if he did if someone else was trying to write the book. And they went to Jim for facts, and 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 if, in case like Cap or Bucky or Namor had problems remembering something that that they wanted to remember from the war, and Jim's like, no, this is actually how it happened, and that his story can spiral out of that. But obviously, something's going on with Namor, so that's what we're focusing. Um, it's, I'll I'll I'm definitely going to read the second issue. There's there's enough here to um, to keep me interested. Um, and and yeah, there's there, there's probably some questions. I'm not current on Avengers. I'm, I'm up, I, I read the first the first arc, so um, I think I'm 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 up to the the Sarah Pacelli issue with um, I think that's Iron Fist. But the um, yeah, no, I I didn't it, it didn't it didn't knock me on my ass. I I don't know if I expected it to, just based on on the baggage I, I have going in with it, but. Um, it definitely wasn't offensive by, by, by any means. It, it, it's, I think it's a better start than the last invaders attempt they made. And I, and, and that, I mean, and I don't mean the, the Ross and, and Kruger stuff. There was, there was an, an invaders a few years ago that, um, didn't last very long. I wasn't all, all really keen on, on that take, but this, this has potential. I, and, it does seem to be getting some uh, some likes, so I'm 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 happy for that. It, it it seems to be hitting the right notes with people, so I'm I'm along for the ride for now. That was the most tepid. <laughs> I just you know I'm not I, I'm not going to shit on it because there were things that I liked, but I'm also not like wow this was this was the top of the I mean I yeah, fair enough it's I 
there were just certain things where I just, uh, as I'm reading it, I just, I guess I, I, I kind of like, you know, I just shrugged here and there. I mean, there, there was, I, I mean, I thought it was neat, you know, where, um, you know, Namers in his five stages and he can't, he, he can't deal with the death of his friend. So he's going to go and, and, uh, and, and not dwell on it and, and put other things in the forefront of his mind and, 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 Steve's going to go and call him on his bullshit. And then, oh, by the way, Bucky's in the same bar. And, you know, it's like, dude, it, it's well, so, Bucky's I mean, a kid. I, Why wouldn't he be? Right. That's what I'm bar. saying. Oh, right. Yeah. He's, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like Steve's like, you know, I, I, I just got done browbeating Namor and, and making sure he's going to do the right thing. And as he's walking out, he's like, oh, Bucky's here too. He's like, well, I, you know, the, the, this don't mean you're off the hook either, kid. You know, you're, you're, so it's, I, I, I thought some of the little touches like that, um, were kind of neat, but it, it's, you know, like I said, not current on Avengers. Uh, the last thing I read with Namor was the best defense tie-in and or, or event. And um, so, whatever questions I have about Namor are are, are going to have to wait until I, I catch up on some things. So, it's it was a solid first issue. If if don't you know if if you were on the fence, Jason and Vince got you back and then they're definitely telling you to check it out word up all right namor Before wanted we... to get someone to produce he was the in Bidusse. the he was in the bar yeah. getting to produce he and was that... how about how about fucking cappy like don't you dare what are you doing trying to fool around with that young lady there well sure be doing that's what? is that not cap though i don't know dude cap honor like it. okay honor a fallen soldier or get some produce like cap no, would know, certainly say that exclusive in wartime but i mean honestly do you not see namor as a sympathetic villain i don't i mean a lot of times namor to me is not really a villain it's just that his the measures he takes to to get what he wants are very extreme but he's, he's that's why i thought one of the things that uh i loved about hickman was that he played up the similarities between Namor and Black Panther throughout yeah. his run. They're, and they're, they're uh, you know, they're, 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 they're leaders of their nations yeah. for everything else. And sometimes that means they're an ally to the, to the bitter end. And sometimes that means they'll, they'll wouldn't hesitate to blow us off the face of the earth. Sure. So, I mean, look at it from Namor's perspective. Surface world has been shitting in his waters forever. Literally. And it, literally. That's what I'm saying. And I, I, I would think that um, if you just, swam there and saw all this toxic crap being dumped into your waters and these vessels taking things out of your water, like you'd be a little pissed off because, you know, this is my jurisdiction. You got your surface place. Go have fun. Make your little hot dogs and stuff on the grill and leave this to me. But no, you, you got to rape my my kingdom and I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah. Does that mean you summon a giant walking whale? To crush the surface—that's a little extreme. Like, let's talk it out first. But that's not Namor. Namor—he—he uh, he smites first and he asks questions later. Especially this Namor. Hey, man, Imperius Rex. You know what I'm saying? It's true. That's right. Before we move on to another comic, though, you did mention that uh, one of the parts of the book was evocative to you of George Perez, and I thought it was a appropriate time to segue that's why because I said that. exactly. Um, you know, we, we, we unfortunately, about a month ago, uh, pay, said goodbye to Stan. And many times over the years, we have talked about the, uh, you know, the advice, I guess, if we would give new con goers is to never pass up the opportunity to 
go up to a creator that you uh, that means a lot to you. Just even if it's just to shake their hand and say thanks. You know, don't have to buy anything. Don't have to be on the hustle for commissions or whatever. Or just 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 to thank them because you you never know if you're going to get a chance to meet them again. And we've talked a lot about the the creators that we have had got the chance to meet, and unfortunately the ones we did not get the chance to meet. And and I, I bring that up with with Perez because he's a relatively young 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 man relative to yep. some of these other legends. But um, he announced on January nineteenth, so two days since two days from this recording before this recording. Uh, on his Facebook page, a um, a real, I guess, somewhat lengthy personal uh, a post about his future, and uh, I'm not going to read the post. Everyone that that is interested can you can probably find it on a thousand websites at this point, or you can see it on our Facebook group. But uh, in essence, he announced his effective retirement uh, in most cases, and what what that means is that uh, he is not going to be doing new comics anymore. Um, he is essentially going to. Um, stop doing most commission work. Uh, he will be doing a few, like five head sketches per con um, from now on, and he's going to wind down greatly his con appearances after this year. He's got uh, he's got six conventions he's attending in 2019, uh, and then um, and then one in 2020 that he's kind of make up for, and then he has two small shows that he'll be attending while his health permits from that point forward each year. Um, but that'll pretty much end his major time at cons as well. And listen, a lot of you, if you don't go to cons, we can assure you that George was pretty much been a fixture at the convention scene. Yes. And he went to a lot of cons each year. Now there was a, a year and a half that he took off, not for himself, but because of his wife was, was ill. Um, but, but he's generally been very present, you know, to the point where I know plenty of people, myself included, have often gone through a whole con without stopping by or saying anything to him or saying hello, because you just know you'll probably see him at the next con. Um, and I just bring this up because I know that Perez certainly is on a very short list of the most influential artists for a lot of people that listen to the show, just given our respective ages and the work that he did. I mean, he was at the top of his craft for a good, you know, 15, 20, 25 years, depending on your perspective. Um, in the sweet spot of when a lot of us really got into comics. And, uh, you know, here's your chance. If you happen to be uh, planning to, if you've never had the chance or you'd like to one more chance, this is your this is your year. And he will be, fortunately for us, the only major con that he's going to be at this year, um, and I say major meaning like, you know, 20, 30 plus thousand, is C2E2 uh, in March, which we will be in attending. He will be at the Amazing Con in Hawaii, uh, C2E2, East Coast Con, Niagara Falls Con, Terrific Con, Fetish Con, and Dragon Con. Uh, and that'll be it. So um, hopefully you'll be able to find your way to one of those shows if it's important to you to have a chance to thank the man for all the amazing work that he's given us. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to do just that at C2E2 if I get a chance because, um, like you said, we have seen George on many occasions. And I never really thanked him because yes, um, as far as Avengers goes – I think his and uh, Kurt Busiek's run is up there with my, 100%. With my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah and his issues of the Fantastic Four and those covers are just brilliant. And yep. Yep. Um, we're forgetting, well, I'm forgetting Teen Titans and <laughs> that, <laughs> well, what the hell, yeah. right? So the man has given to us uh, immeasurably over the years. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to, if I can, I'll buy him a, 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 a drink if you know, or whatever. I'll get, you know, just, just want to thank him. Just tell him, Hey, you impacted my life, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for everything yeah. you did. And, and the other great thing about this is for those wondering, he does get into it a, bit, a little bit, not that he owed us that explanation, but 
the, the great thing about this is it's not like he's going to be financially impaired. Um, he makes the point of saying that we shouldn't feel bad for him. He's had an amazing career, and one of the reasons he's doing this, I mean, it is health-driven, but one of the reasons that he's able to do this is that uh, he's he's made enough money and he's got enough royalties coming in that he doesn't have to worry about the grind. So that's awesome to hear because yeah. far far too few uh, <laughs> creators of his, of his vintage can, aff- you know, that's why you see 80, 90-year-old, creators at these cons doing the hustle because they have to to literally pay their bills so it's awesome that george in his 60s doesn't have to do that so yes smart man yep dap i know i know perez means a lot to you i don't know if you have any additional thoughts it does um the uh as has been said no i i plan on because he because because george does say that you know um photographs and and autographs will as he always has never charged it that they'll continue to to uh, he won't he won't charge for those and when i saw his post um and saw that he will be in chicago i'm going to make it a point to um get my photo taken with yeah, him and yeah. um and and our boy justin is uh is has his reminder all set because uh spencer beck is his art rep right george's yes, yes indeed um so yeah, so the, the 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 five head sketches he's going to do per con um, are set up through his rep, and and you reach out a month before the show, um, and you know hope you're one of the five. So our boy Justin has uh, set up a reminder. So yeah, I, I'm not listen. I, I, eventually, I'll get a page. I'm not you know it, it, I'd like a sketch, but it, that's not. I'm not trying to i don't want to add to any um distress to his life so if uh but i i definitely want to make sure i at least get to to thank him for everything he's done but yeah no he's um i will i i am very glad every time there's something on arrow or 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 you know whether it's a sketch of vigilante or deathstroke or something um generally if it's if if it's a fully sketch of green arrow they usually use mike grell but um for any of the Perez created characters, uh, he'll usually you'll you'll see his art on the shows. But yeah, yeah, not a day goes by where I don't see something in my little world that that doesn't that, that he didn't have some sort of of, of finger in. Um, but yeah, so it's I'm, I'm I'm happy he's he's in a place where he can he can do this um, and not worry. And, uh, you know, he's been doing it for an awful long time. So, um, and, and there have been some health issues over the years. So it's, it's not really all that surprising, but it is still, uh, just a reminder that as, as we get older, so do those we, um, we respect and admire and that, that tends to lead towards other thoughts you don't really want to think about too often. But yeah, no, he's um, absolutely one of one of the greats at someone who means a whole lot to why I'm a comic book fan. Nice. I was going over your slack lists of uh, what you've read. <laughs> and uh, one thing. Oh, is that what you were, is that what you were writing down? No, I'm doing the, the oh. pa- Patreon. Um, yeah, the show notes. I figured. You yeah. Were... Show note. Um, I was looking at Jason's and one thing, <laughs> one thing just blew my mind. Yes. Because, um, 
I'm very reluctant to get into a manga series when there's oh, when yeah. there's 21 volumes in the can already. Yes. And I saw My Hero Academia on on Jason's list. I was list. so hoping it would catch your attention. Yeah, <laughs> um, Kohei Koryoshi. Uh, I like his work a lot, but as I said, I'm reluctant to get into this because there's 21 volumes. That's a huge amount of catch-up, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what did you read, the first volume? Yep. And what did you think? Yeah, so, well, so just about this, you know, uh, I'm not much for resolutions, but um, but I do try and make mental notes of, of things in our circle, in our comic circle, that I'd like to try and focus on in a given year. And... Uh, I mentioned on the Facebook group that I wanted to at least try a sampling of some of the more popular shoujo, shonen jump type manga series, you know, because I've never read One Piece, I've never read One Punch Man, never read My Hero Academia, you know, a bunch of them. So um, I took advantage of a uh, one of the many and frequent comicsology sales and... Um, bought the first volumes of a bunch of manga just just to give them a try just to you know see if any of them grabbed me because there were a few years ago when when we had a stretch there where we were reading some some manga um and uh, you know 20th century boys and pluto and love those right and uh um so so but it's been a while i mean it's been a few years since i uh read serialized manga now now we've read again things like uzumaki and and, and those but but i i just it's been a while so um and i i just I was re- I started with my hero academia because it feels of the moment, and you know when we were at uh, New York Comic Con, as you guys recall, likely in the main room, one of the largest, if not the largest, displays was for my hero academia. It was a massive booth. Truth. So, um, so I gave it a whirl, and it's it, it is a it is a ongoing series that started, I believe, in 2014. Yeah. Um, it's about a world where uh, people start developing superpowers. They call them quirks. But unlike our superhero universe, where people's superpowers are the minority, in this world, it's the majority. So more like an Inhumans Adelon type of situation, where 80% of the population in in the world, or at least Japan, I assume the world, um, have some kind of quirk. And uh, the at least the first volume is centered around a middle school student named Izuku Midoriya and uh, Midoriya. Um, and he is um, desperate to be a hero, desperately wants to be a hero. Uh, but he's part of that 20% that don't have any, any quirks. And um, as luck would have it, he has a meetup of a chance encounter with um, all might as in like almighty who is the the Superman, if you will, of this world, the, the great hero, the, the 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 big stalker, the alpha. And they meet up, and through a series of events, he finds out that the All Might is dying. and But the All Might can pass on his powers. He can choose a successor. And he chooses Midoriya. And um, Izuku's whole dream to be a hero was contingent on him getting into UA High, which is the premier prep high school where the best heroes in training go and he gets in and that's that's pretty much the the, the first volume it's very much set up um as i understand it, it it gets pretty crazy as it goes on in terms of 
the the different characters fighting and showing off powers and stuff. And this one, much more about how uh, Izuku comes to be the successor and of All Might and and, and joins the school. So um, you know, it, it it is it is one thing I will say about manga is I had to read 192 pages of setup, which is <laughs> fine. But I mean, that is asking a lot, right? I mean, you you better like it because it's not even like reading a. Um, it's not really reading a single issue where it sets it up. It's it's basically like reading a, tra- a trade or even a trade and a half. But uh, but it was a quick read. Um, I, I I there were things about it that were probably what I would consider stereotypical of Shonen Jump manga, meaning what I would have expected to see. There wasn't really crazy about the wildly over exaggerated faces and the um, the somewhat childlike dialogue. Um, childish dialogue, which again, maybe because it's lost in translation a bit, sure, or they yeah. dumb it down with the translations. But I thought the energy of the book was was a ton of fun. Uh, I thought Izuku was endearing; he wasn't annoying. Um, uh, some of the supporting cast that they're setting up were were definitely uh, interesting, and I, yeah, I, I found it I found it entertaining. I, I definitely have to give the second volume a try because I need to see it in its more pure form in the once we get past this intro I need to see him at the school see him fighting other people see see them battling see some of the characters and that have the powers I, I need to see that to get a sense of whether it's something that I want to continue with more but uh, but I give it a two thumbs up I I, I, I I thought it was a lot of fun I really did I thought that uh, you know I, I I probably read it in I don't know an hour. Which you know, 192 pages. It's it. It was. I was flipping through the through the pages. It was. It was. It was action packed. So nice. you haven't read it, right? No, no, I haven't. For that reason, there's a lot of it yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, and, and and what I understand, and I, again, I haven't done a lot of background on this, so so I'm sure some of you know this. My understanding is this is in a lot of ways um, his take on American superhero culture like th- th- this is a manga about 80s and 90s american superheroes Sweet. like so so it's an interesting meta being an american comics reader reading a manga that oh, pays homage to american superhero comics is pretty meta and so i'm i'm down for that as well to just to see what 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 he thinks like how the lens that a manga creator what his lens for what he thinks of our of our comics culture is. Next time you come over to the house, I want to show you some stuff. Okay. Because I have manga that were published, oh, 20 years ago that are just straight off riffs on uh, Liefeld's X-Men or X-Force. Oh, cool. Yeah, just straight. I mean, there's, cool. a, there's a carbon copy Wolverine in it, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it is definitely not x anything it's it's right. uh, and it's super violent like people getting ripped apart heads flying yeah you'll love it but it's it, yeah it does pay homage to to liefeld so i mean and this was serialized or may still be in shonen jump right so. right which isn't published on paper anymore which sucks is it just digital now yeah wow really yeah i used to love to get that big old thick book every i know julian's always raving about it's it's arguably the greatest value in comics because yeah. You get hundreds of pages of comics for a couple bucks a month, right? Yeah. True that. But uh, I do like um Koryoshi's or Koryoshi, sorry. His his character design I think is great. And um I just it's it's a deep well 
You, you dip your toe in. You're in for, and there's a splinter manga too. There's a My Hero Academia, and then there's uh, I think it's called um, Smash or something. So the I mean the story splits. There's a lot to right, read. right, and there's also a, apparently a very popular anime right. as well. Yeah, it's got four seasons. So one of these days, uh, you know, when I do read them is when they group them into two and three volumes. That's when uh-huh. I'll start reading it because uh, yeah, then you get your value for your dollar. But um, you, you, I know you've uh, been busy, so you don't you're not as uh, frequent on the Facebook group as uh, as as usual. But there was a I did post a question on there about um, where. If I wanted to try One Piece, should I just start with Volume One, or is there a better? No, better you have to start with Volume One. That was the general consensus. Yeah, because I mean, and there's the three and one volumes. You could Volume One of the three and one volumes is going to take you a pretty good uh, way into the first adventure, and it you, yeah, you need to read it from the beginning because shit happens later on that is that plays on stuff that happens early in the series. You need to read the whole, the whole thing. Sure. But it's a monumental task. Like, I, I'm I'm turning away at the, the the prospect of reading 21 volumes. You're talking 80-some volumes of, of One Piece. Well, what I'm really asking, though, is that, I mean, I, I mean, that that is, it's unreasonable to say, well, let's read 80 volumes, but, but it's not unreasonable to say, I can start reading One Piece and enjoy it because presumably it didn't get to 80 volumes without it being hella entertaining along the way, right? Oh, it's magnificent. Yeah, it's great. So. Mm-hmm. And and characters, you'll be introduced to the admirals and the all the admirals do a different thing and there's political um, machinations in it and then characters go away and some come back and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Nice, okay. Yeah. There's It's the most unpretentious story like luffy is just he's just a a wonderful kid and he just wants to do good that's it well that'll probably be the next one i give a try oh you'll love it you'll love it so so dap what you got um well because i've been jonesing for a um for a spider-man book i decided that um so I finally found one that I really enjoy. Uh, and it's two issues old, and it is called Miles Morales Spider-Man. It is written by Saladin Ahmed. Javier Garon is your artist. David Curiel does colors um, and virtual calligraphies. Corey Pettit does letters. Um, and I, I think Corey did fantastic letters back in the post um, one more day era um, when Spider-Man had the, the web heads and uh, and Corey's been doing some he, he, I think he's lettering Immortal Hulk right now so I mean he's, he's been doing some fantastic work but he and, and what's neat about the letters here is that the story the setup is uh, Miles's POV is with his journal that he is supposed to write in uh, for school at Brooklyn Visions, and uh, so he's he's writing his innermost thoughts, and and basically it's it, it's a diary, but um, it's I I think that that's a neat take, considering in this day and age where nobody uses thought balloons anymore, um, 
thanks to guys like Alan and Frank, and now everything is in is in a little text box that that this makes sense here because it's it's not it's it's the character telling you the story and how the story is um, is presented. But you know, Miles is um, Miles is, is Spider Man, and and he is uh, he's he's a school kid, just like Peter used to be. Um, there are similarities and there are some differences and and even though uh you know peter warned him or at least suggested that he keep his secret identity to himself uh miles's parents do know that he's spider-man as does his best friend Aganki. but there's another friend in school goes by the name of judge uh who doesn't know and miles kind of wishes he could tell him because you know miles is late for class or um doesn't get his assignment in on time and, and you know it's not that he's really slacking off or he's narcoleptic it's just he's got shit to do and um but i think i think ahmed's got a real cool handle on this character and um you definitely feel form the art is absolutely amazing i love the way uh rhino looks in the um in the first issue it it is a um and that's it, it's actually a Marvel team up, if you want to say it's uh, because Miles has a uh, Miles has a crush. There's, there's a girl in his life. They, they, they like each other, um, and uh, and he um, he he and he, he meets Barbara, his 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 girl, uh, at the park with uh, with her cousin. Um, Eduardo and they um, it's a quick little meeting but then um, Miles notices as Spider-Man that uh, there's something going on and the alarm starts blaring and he goes to see what's up and, and there are a bunch of uh, dudes in armor and helmets um, emptying out a building and loading things into a truck. So he, um, he's, he's gonna, you know, shut it all down. But before he can do that, like a bull in a China shop, something comes rolling through the door, through the wall, knocks Spider-Man down and we're face to face with Rhino. And, and like I said, Javier just draws extremely impressive looking Rhino. Um, so they're going to have their, their little fight because it's Rhino. And it's Spider-Man. Um, but it turns out that Rhino's there, not as muscle, not as an enforcer. He's not there with these kids, with with, with, with these, these the people emptying out this building. Um, he's here because his, uh, his we'll say, um, there's a family member. Basically, the characters, the, the, these 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 thugs, these these burglars, um, they're kids, and one of them is Eduardo, Barbara's cousin, uh, and now um, things are getting a little weird because Rhino's, since it's Rhino's a widower, um, one of his 
extended family members are also caught up in this. So, uh, so, so Rhino and Spidey are going to team up and try to take this down. And, and, and you kind of see who's behind it in the second issue. I'm not going to spoil that part of it, but the, um, it is, it, it is seriously a lot of fun. It's, it's a book that, um, that's, that's going on my pull list. It's, like I said, it looks great. Um, it's, Obviously, it's in the Spider-Man universe, so I'm sure we'll probably get Peter eventually, or, or or maybe some some crossover with the other Spider books. But for now, uh, it's its own thing. It doesn't um, doesn't really reference whatever Spencer's got going on in his corner of the book. Like, and and yeah, you know, I I tried giving Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man a shot. Uh, Tom Taylor is writing that. Um, the art didn't thrill me, but it, it is so steeped in what Spencer is doing and amazing that it, it really just, I, I, I couldn't enjoy it because it, it, the roommate situation is still there. And, and, and it's, it's, it's basically, it's not like, it didn't remind me of the days of, of web of or spectacular where each each series was kind of its own thing you knew what was going on but we weren't hammered over the head with everything and and the first issue of uh friendly neighborhood kind of reminded me of things that i don't particularly care for what's going on and amazing so i'm not going to continue with that this though has just been um has been it's i just i think the 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 way the characters, especially, especially I mean, these, these teenagers, the, the way these the characters interact with one another, um, what they're doing in school, uh, how they treat each other. It, it's just, it's, it's comfortable. And, and, and it's, it's, it just, it, it feels right. And it definitely feels like a Spider-Man book. And, um, I think there's a lot in it and, and it's, it just looks absolutely amazing. And, and I, I hope, Javier is not a digital only artist, but this looks just, this looks really cool, man. I, I, I'm really impressed by it and I'm real happy I gave it a shot. So it was going to probably be, I think I mentioned it last week and in, in, in your travels at the end of the little classrooms, but it was, um, it's definitely something I would recommend to anybody, whether you're a Spidey fan or not. Uh, I, I definitely suggest people try it out. I concur. I read them as well. And I, first of all, good news, Dap, uh, Javier Garona is a traditional artist. Yes. So you can actually find his pages at Black Diamond, the art rep, for Thank those you. that want to know, blackdiamondbcn.com. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm riding that Miles train hard after Spider-Verse. Hard. So this is a well-timed book for sure. Um, I think... Saladin is quietly carving out a, um, you know, a good start to his comics career. He, he's he's been tasked with, um, I don't want to say B-list characters, but he's been tasked with smaller profile lead characters like Black Bolt and the like. And it seems like, at least from what I've read, he's very good. But then um, even beyond what I have read, it seems he's, for those that are reading it, they, they're, they're, he's, he's being widely praised. Um, I think he's got the voices down here. I think that, like you said, there's a lot of heart in this book. Miles is a, is a, is, is a, well, he's not a real person, but, but he seems like a real kid. Um, 
a, a real kid that like lives in 2018, 19, you know, which is, yes. which is nice. Um, I, yeah, I, I like the banter. He, he, he's not, he, he's not Peter Parker 2.0. He's his own person with his, his own personality and, you know, he cuts up a little bit. I mean, he'll, he'll crack a joke, but he's nowhere near as the, you know, it's not Peter just, 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 just trading barbs every two seconds. And, um, it was fun to see the, the playful relationship with, with the Rhino. Um, that was a nice little twist of, of fate. Uh, I guess you didn't want to talk about who the villain is in the second issue. So we'll keep that quiet. Uh, the, the, the final page of the second, we, we get a, a third member joining the team up. Uh, a big reveal, yes, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. and I he agree looks good with you. Too. I like the way Garan yeah, I agree with you. Garan's art is terrific. Very, very um, expressive faces. Um, you can feel the motion. He, I think, Garan has a good sense of um, of space. He, 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 he makes the rhino larger than life, as he should be. He makes the effort, the the yet the unnamed. He takes an interesting approach in the way that he draws the unnamed villain. Um, yeah, yeah, different than we've ever seen him before, at least as I recall. Um, but it works. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, this is off to a great start. Absolutely off to a great start. Yeah, this is the this is the tonic I needed after um, reading Marvel Comics Presents number one. Oh. yeah, I didn't read that. Yet. It did look good though, <laughs> with one exception. I think, yeah, Greg Land killed the issue. But it looks good. Yeah. That's something. That's something. I'm trying to keep it positive. I don't don't understand what dark arts Charles Soule practices to be given sole control over Wolverine for, like, going on five, six years now, but... I mean, why would why would he be writing Wolverine in this book too? Right, he's writing the main book, so why why would he also have to write him in this book? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. In any though. event, I know. In any event, I will not be continuing with Marvel Comics Presents. Yeah, yeah. But this this Miles Morales for sure. Do you like what Jason Aaron's doing with Wolverine though? In Thor, I think it. I didn't like it at first, but I think it's pretty cool now. Um, I know what's happening because I haven't been able to avoid it, but I haven't read those issues yet. Ah, okay. So, speaking of Thor, Russell Dowderman is coming to C two E two, and <laughs> he he announced his commission list, and it was full in twenty seconds. Sure, sure. Well, they're don't forget they're really pushing this War of the Realms thing. And they really are. And Dowderman's at the forefront. I am very, very reluctant. I'm not going to condemn it because I feel like every time I come out and get on my soapbox, I end up liking stuff like this. So I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, maybe it ends up being cool, but I, I am nervous about it because it, it does seem like. Am I imagining that? that tell, tell me, I'm imagining this, but I swear that when CB took over, there was this big declaration that they were taking. That they were getting away from events for a couple of years, line-wide events. I, I, I could swear that that was one of the mantras, and it's been a year, and we're about to get a line-wide event. So, but hopefully, this will be one of those events that is worth the time. 
Well, Aaron's pushing. Aaron's driving the bus, so why wouldn't it be good? I mean, Aaron's already done an event that wasn't good at Marvel. And what was that? The one where the original sin. Yeah, original sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the main book That's, was bad. It was very bad. Oh, stop. Okay. Uh, what if? It, 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 as someone who worships the ground of Jason Aaron, I, I think it's for me the probably the only thing I've ever read of his that I actively disliked. Hmm. And I don't blame him. I think it's the nature of writing events. You're beholden to many masters. As we are all, yes. <laughs> what else we got? What's get what's what's curling people's toes around? We here? I need to hear well, your reaction too, but I need to hear Dap's reaction on um what I th- well, I won't tell you yet. Um Green Lantern two and three. I think I touched on two when I read it because I don't think you were on that episode, Vince. Um, that might have been the Sanford episode. And I read three last night or this morning. They all kind of blur. Oh, well, that's not good when you say that. <laughs> well, I, 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 I said it briefly on the Slack this afternoon. Did you? Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did now uh, reiterate because I, I probably I, missed it. I I'm losing interest. Oh, Hashtag yeah. I same Z's. Why? I, Why are you losing I, interest? I like Liam's art. Sharp is 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 fantastic. I, I, I have no problem with the art. And it's not even that it's Morrison trying to be Morrison like he does with multiversity or or, or or his other uh or you know flex mentality where you know you just oh i'm reading a Graham morrison book let me make sure you know i got my pretentious hat on this is just one of those things where i don't i i realize that there are some characters that based on you know how dear and dear they are for me it, 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 for them are purist in some aspects but it's not that you know i'm all i'm, I'm down for you know I'm going to give everybody a shot when they work on something. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I try not to be the type of person where if I've read something and I know it's a new creative team and it's a perfect time to jump off. No, let me see what they're going to bring to the table. So I haven't been feeling Green Lantern since the new 52. So, you know, you tell me Grant wants to take a stab at it. Cool. I mean, if anybody was going to take a stab at it and try a new number one, I was probably going to be there regardless, but I'll give Grant a shot. You know, Green Lantern is probably one of those characters where he could do something crazy with, and and um, and he kind of did. But it's just, I don't. I think the story just isn't. It, 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 it's cool, you know. We're gonna get you know, because he's a space cop, so we were gonna get you know, Law and Order, GLC, and 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 that's cool. And but. I don't know what it is about what we've gotten in, in these three issues. It's just I'm I'm not obviously something's up with Hal, especially by by when when you get to the last two pages of the third issue. Um, it, 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 it seemed a little well, a little tidy for for Hal to you know want to return the Earth to its normal size and and you know he saying he knows what's right 
for everybody, but yet the whole planet is like, no, we have superpowers now, and we can do this, and it's all right if, if the Earth isn't going to be around for our grandkids. You know, this is this is what we want, and it, like I said, it, that that just as I every I, I want to really like it, but there's just there's there's just something I'm butting heads with it for some reason. Well, wouldn't you want somebody like Hal whispering in your ear? This is not the right way to go. Yes, absolutely. The, the, absolutely. In, in, in this fictional DC universe, humans were never meant to have superpowers. That's what makes the anomalies special. If the entire planet has superpowers, it, it's, an, it's not right. It, it's an aberration. And Hal is there to say, look, not only that, but this the planet is is not going to be here for your you know great 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 grandchildren. You're fucking shit up. Like no, this yep. is not right. Like I want Hal to be there for when I can move a mountain and I got this gigantic heart on because I'm I'm a superhero. Oh my god, you know. But it's it's not right. It's now it it's it goes against the plan. And I mean, I think you need Hal there. And as far as the ending, I would have done the exact same thing Hal did. But I, I, Hal I, wouldn't, though. Oh, I think he would. No, he wouldn't. And that, like, they're clearly... The fact that he did it and they're all shocked is to make and, the point that And, and, and he says, Hal. you all saw. It was yeah. self-defense. It's classic. It's like, I mean, no. Morrison's making him bad cop. Like, it's basically uh, put, putting the gun in the guy's hand after you shoot him. Well, he already established that precedent early on the issue. when, when he Yeah, I know. Um, that's why I'm not, like... And I, I love I, the part when Trilla True is never late, which makes her what? Early. She's the early bird. I yeah. thought that was so cute. I, I, For me, a couple things. One, uh, I think it's difficult to put Judeo-Christian God into something like this and make it work without seeming but it's on not the God. nose. It's not God. Well, it's sure meant to look like God. Sure. But it is and, not. It is not God. Well, okay. Sim- symbolically, it's God. I mean, and, but that was funny though, because he goes, "This is what it really looks like." Yeah, you know, we're 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 we've evolved beyond you know judging people by appearances. That was cute. <laughs> I I don't. It it it's weird to me. It, it feels like I don't know. To me, this feels like Morrison trying to remember how to be Morrison. I, and I I'm just not. I'm going to come back after someone tells me that he pulled it off. Wow. I think this is something that, that I don't know if I can, this is probably going to read much better collected. I'm sure there are going to be things where exactly. I'll be like, Oh, that's, that, that's cool. And, but, but that's not how it's presented Vince. And so I have to judge it based on how they're giving it to us. And right now they're giving it to us that's- in, in these, these, these 20 page chunks. And there's nothing there for me to say. I got to come back for the next 20 pages. I totally disagree that that's not how it's presented. It's only presented this way because that's the way the industry operates. But he's telling a story not in one or two issues. He's telling a story that spans however many issues he tells it. So, yes, you can judge it as a slice, but he's telling a story which has a beginning, middle, and end. Right. Same thing with Southern Bastards. Same thing with Deadly Class. Same thing with Miles Morales, Spider-Man. But but, but this but this is what I have to go on. I don't. I don't know how many, and I don't want to know how many issues this this particular story is going to go. I don't want anybody to tell me 
I don't want him to spoil his story. I don't want him to say, you're going to be locked in for the next 10 months. I, I, I want it to play out for however it's supposed to play out. And then I will consume it that way because it will probably read better for me when I can sit down with the whole because it's right. we can almost guarantee it's, that it is eh, it's still more I mean I, I he's 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 got more hits than misses but that doesn't mean he doesn't miss with me uh I just but it was it's it's sharp that that had me coming back the second issue I was like all right you know I, I thought the interrogation scene was cool and there's there's little things here and there but but it's like every time I feel like there's momentum going on a page or two for whatever reason. And and I'm it, I'm sure there's a reason. And and Grant's telling a story he wants to tell, but I I feel like, you know, we cut to a different scene and I'm like, but I wasn't I I didn't I'm not going to tell somebody how to tell their story, but I just it the flow really isn't there for me. But it looks great. I guess I'm the holdout. Or the, cool. not not the holdout the uh, the uh, it's always been hell man I love it when you're reading hell the counterpoint I can't go wrong it, with that. it doesn't take much for me to to at least sample a Green Lantern book I love the concept sure uh, yeah I, I think what Morrison's doing here is very refreshing that's it, cool yeah it's good it, yes I do I I think listen that I, I'm, I'm no one's no one's no one's as more bummed about this reaction to the book than me I I. I I, I don't enjoy diving into a book and then deciding it's not something for that I don't want to continue. I, I, I want to, I want to be gushing over this. I, I was extremely excited for it, but uh, three issues in, I it, it barely holds my interest. I, I felt like it was a labor. So, wow. I think. Uh, well, I, I've always loved Liam Sharp, but this the Dorian character that he has in here, the the uh, auctioneer guy. That's that's mm-hmm. dry. That is, I mean, I see so much Basil Wolverton in that that it's just oh, straight Silverage too. But it's just the um... and the space scenes I think are incredible when he draws all the different lanterns in space and the 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 textured yeah. detailed backgrounds. Like he is really the 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 panorama of Oa. When was it in issue number two? It's like holy crap! Look at the detail in that image. It's it's the the visuals are astounding. But I'm. I also, you know, yes, I have parted with ways with Morrison in the past. But I think this this is clicking with me. You That's you right. have that warms my heart. No, you you have a, a Volk, a Green Lantern with a volcano for a head. His head's a fucking yes. volcano. Like that is just. Yep. The, okay, sign me up for the next however many you want to do when you got a, a right. vol- and, volcano I head. Mean, it's like when you know when when Moore was doing the tales of of the Green Lantern Corps with with the quarterly book and and the annuals and things like that, where you would just have these crazy plant based Green Lanterns, or just they're not your typical humanoid Star Trek type aliens from from Class M planets, and these these would just be some nut so alien looking lanterns I, I i love that and um i think the way liam goes between 
the traditional pages with with panel layouts and and full borders and and gutters between them and then he goes you know full page mm-hmm. on on other pages where they absolutely need it because it's so grand and in space it's i love his style he's definitely flexing his muscles on this but i mean yeah the book is so obnoxious and i mean that in the best way possible the earth has been taken and shrunk down and everybody has superpowers and what happened to the superheroes? And they so they show this splash of the Justice League, and it's like, yeah, we got to go into action. And it's like, no, 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 we don't need superheroes. We need a super cop. Like it's obnoxious. Yeah. It's just, it's silly. Well, it's book. Yeah, it's so silly. But Steppenwolf bidding on the Earth and getting beat out by I, the Dominators. Like, the, I will it, ring your scrawny next. Yeah. I I I just love it and punching. I know it's 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 metaphorically, but punching God in the face. Stop. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's oh. cool, and then we see you know God's true face, which is not what we expected at all, and it's just which looks like something that Kevin O'Neill would make. Yeah, brilliantly rendered, and he's got a sucky tongue, and you know he. I I just I find this so refreshing and different and um unexpected that um i i expected him to be grant morrison i don't think that that's what this is i think it's just grant having fun yeah he drops the 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 jargon and made up you know uh, the, the it starts off in issue two i didn't know where he was going when um the the um black stars take uh um evil star from from prison like that that introduction when you know they're talking about a sound based society and and this is how you you guys ravaged your part of the world and so now you're you're totally stuck in in uh blackness and like what are you saying what the hell are you doing and it was just a little bit confusing but i went like i I reread it and read it again and then after i read issue three i read two and three over again and I think there's a there's a lot of heavy lifting being required by the reader on this in that Grant's not going to explain everything to you. So a lot of things you just have to either figure out for yourself or um gloss over because maybe they're really not all that important. But uh wow. I, it's it's just silly good, I think. Yeah. It's not what I would have pegged uh, a Grant Morrison Green Lantern book to be. It should be really called Green Lantern Core, but whatever. I'm not gonna split hairs. Is it still a Green Lantern Core book? Uh, I uh, or Green there, Lanterns. Book? If there is, yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, Green Lanterns maybe. But um, I mean, it, yes, it says the Green Lantern on the on the cover, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's not. It's more than Hal. It's the whole group. I like it. Whatever. I'm just going to keep reading it. Do yes, it. Yes, please do. Yeah. Do it. Do it. All right. What? Where else are we going on this uh, trip? Probably in your travels because we did say it would be a short one. All right. You think you guys I, have something for Thursday? I think freaking Hal's a hard ass. Woof. All right, everybody. Well, where do you think I got it from? Thank you. Besides, we don't have we don't have to worry about uh, book of the month until the thirty first. So, 
Right. And so this that, is an extra one. So you didn't expect it to begin with. So we just gave you. You're damn right. We gave you, <laughs> gave you a little present. Uh, uh, I want to punish them for having right. to listen to it. I was going to talk on about Martian Manhunter, but I don't think that's an In Your Travels. Mm-mm. I think that's a. Okay. All right. We got to look at that. But um, hey, thank you all for being here with us. Uh, remember to join us elsewhere, which I'm talking about the Facebooks. We got a group on there. We're on the Twitters, and there's that Patreon thing. If you want to learn more about that, and you should, because if you didn't, if it weren't for them, you wouldn't be hearing this. So go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. That's 110 and um, join in on the fun. Uh, the other day, I finally got around to reading Volume 2 of Dr. Stone, uh, published by Viz, of course, and uh, a story by Richiro Inagaki and art by Boichi. I talked about this before. Everybody gets turned to stone. Um, 3,700 years pass, and two um, young men uh, are revived uh, Senku and Taiju. Senku comes up with a formula to crack the, the stone magic shell. And, you know, um, the, the story progresses. But in this volume, they're, they're still dealing with the, uh, threat of Sukasa, who is, um, he has taken it upon himself to deem who should survive and who should not. And he is a, uh, a very formidable fighter. So the, 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 they're scared. So what do they do? They're like, okay, we, we have um, um, Senku, who is extremely uh, versed in the sciences. And he's like, well, let's go make some, some gunpowder. All we need is, and in the book they, they detail what you need to, to make gunpowder. It's uh, potassium nitrate, um, sulfur, charcoal, and a little bit of sugar to spice, spice up the pot. And so now they have gunpowder, and Sukasa's very wary about um, countering them because they got the gunpowder, but it doesn't turn out that way. And uh, there's a standoff, and one character, quote-unquote, dies. But this series is, is magnificent, not only because um, it's, it's uh, zero state. It's like, what if the Earth began again? That's the whole thing. Um, Senku and company, they want to rebuild civilization, but a science-based civilization. And Sukasa's like, no way, man. That's what got us in this problem to begin with. Science bad. I'm not having it. So, um, we're going to do things my way. But, and it's, 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 I always tip my hat to the creators when they, they introduce something that I didn't see coming. And in this volume, so the the Earth has been in this state for three thousand seven hundred years, and I got to remind you that our heroes were aware for all that time. So, the why they're not insane is beyond me. But if you had to stay in one spot with just the uh, comfort of your mind for three thousand seven hundred years, I'm thinking you'd come out of it a little bit Michael Fleischer bugfuck crazy. But anyway. In the in the time that these these cats rid themselves of the stone shell, there were other people, and they had children, 
and they had children and and their children's children had children so there are humans walking in the earth that don't that attribute science to magic um the gunpowder explosion is seen by someone not in the the sanku group and and she's like yes you you invoked uh, the the ire of the mountain god and it's like they don't know what science is and there's a group of people that have evolved and uh, for generations that have no idea what science can do and they equate it with magic and i did not see that coming at all but um if you want to see one of the most beautifully illustrated um examples of sequential art currently available to you this boy chi cat he is a demigod his artwork is absolutely astounding what he does with figure drawing i i cannot convey just how beautiful this man's work is with just mere words you got to see it so if if you're you know looking for something different um i suggest dr stone from viz and it it did it did appear in shonen jump it's 9.99 a volume if you get it for where from where we get it it's much less than that it's early on you only got to read two volumes and the artwork is wow uh it's um absolutely gorgeous in every respect yeah dr stone dr stone yeah i think jason i think you'd like it yeah sounds good oh wow Whew. settle down young man you're gonna blow up the joint <laughs> oh what did i blow up the mic <laughs> no <laughs> tell david tell them what they should read uh, real quick, because the first arc is wrapped up, and and I believe the trade is out or will be soon. Um, but if you haven't, because you were waiting for the trade, make sure you read the Weatherman. It um, it never let up. It it, it definitely isn't a series that um, starts off strong and then kind of limps its way to 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 finish what it's doing. It's it it was nonstop. Issue after issue, page after page, just a visual force to, to, that that you just can't be prepared for. What what, what Jody and Nathan did with these characters, with this setting, um, I it's unlike anything that um, that I've read recently. It, it's just been a fantastic six issues, and I cannot wait. For the second volume, and uh, we got to have Jody on one of these days because um, the ideas he has and and what he puts his characters through is um, I I don't know who hurt him, but he's getting it all out on on, on the people he writes in, in these books. It, it's it's sweet revenge, but it's it's a beautiful book. It's a crazy at times fucked up story um but you would do yourselves a big service if you had this on your bookshelf so make sure you read the weatherman right on right on uh in your travels i want to call your attention to an original graphic novel that i suspect um would not be up my co-host boat uh, it's by Oni Press, and 
didn't get a chance to read it until 2019, but it was drawn to my attention um, because I came across it in a number of best of lists for 2018. And uh, so I added it to my to read pile and uh, I'm glad I did. It is called My Boyfriend is a Bear. Ah, yes. By Oni Press, uh, written by Pamela Rybon, who uh, I don't know if she's done other independent comics work. I know that she is uh, she's like a major screenwriter. She she wrote Moana. She wrote uh, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. So like she's more of a Hollywood person. But anyway, this is um, written by, uh, by Rybon with uh, art by Kat Farris. And if you're wondering what my uh, boyfriend is a bear is about. Well, it's a romance comic about a young woman in LA who falls in love with a bear. And I don't mean bear in an allegorical sense. I mean, she falls in love with a North American brown bear. (laughs) Insane. She is dating this hipster douchebag and they're out camping and she needs to get away from him. She comes across a bear and, uh, it's essentially love at first sight. He moves in with her and uh, everything that you think would go wrong with actually dating a bear goes wrong. He destroys all her shit. <laughs> he, she, she brings him to a restaurant to meet her best friends. And the one best friend's got like a stunned look on her face. She goes, there's an actual fucking bear sitting in the restaurant with us. Like, it's like, it's so, fucking, it's so bizarre. Uh, and it's, it's, as you can imagine, it's really a, uh, a story of the difficulties of, 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 of dating in today's age for a woman that's also trying to pursue a career and has her own wants and needs and the, the, the difficulties external and internal in terms of finding commonality and respecting each other's space and intimacy and, uh, how to deal with, uh, friends that maybe aren't as supportive of the relationship. Um, it's it's I mean you know Vince used something to describe the Green Lantern book, which was akin to saying he just loves how uh, refreshingly distinct it is and unusual. Um, I mean I, I don't think you could get more distinct than a book, a romance comic about a woman dating an actual bear. Um, it, it's it is what comics is all about. It's ridiculous, um, and I nearly fell over when I um, saw that. Uh, it's been optioned for a film. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to make a film about it, but I'm all aboard if they actually do. Um, but yeah, it was wonderful. It was, it, it, it Kat Ferris's art is, is beautiful. It's, it's whimsical. Uh, and she, she stretches her, her stuff because, uh, it's traditional, um, uh, cartooning, you know, ink, uh, pencil and ink cartooning, um, in the, the main body of the book. But then, um, as one might expect, if you're dating a bear, hibernation is a problem because when he's got to hibernate, that means you're kind of apart. And so there's a, a narrative of of of, um, of her, Nora, the the lead, um, contemplating what it's like. Well, when he has to hibernate, and uh, it's it's it runs as a bottom panel of much of the book, and in those panels, cat uh, paints with watercolors in a completely different style. So it's it's a it's a fantastic expression of um, how talented she is as a multimedia artist, and uh, I thought it was adorable. She, you know, it's 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 silly, and uh, as with many relationships, spoilers, it runs its course. They don't get married and have kids or anything like that. Um, yeah, so 
Uh, I can see why it got so much adoration. It's My Boyfriend is a Bear by Odie Press, Pamela Rabon, and Kat Farris. Love it. Nice. Totes adorbs. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, we loved having you. We hoped you loved having us, and we hope you come back for another one of these things very, very soon. Uh, uh, say good night. 72 hours. David. Night. 72 hours. Thank you. David. Passable. That's passable. (laughs) It'll do. Yeah, yeah. You you were close on that one. That's good. It's fine for a Monday episode. You're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't sweating it. Maybe by year 15. You can ask for a refund. Year 15. I'll work on it. We're almost getting to 600, right? Yeah. Yeah. I could see doing this for 20 years. (laughs) I mean, let's not. Oh, it used to be forever. No, it wouldn't be. Well, I'm just saying, maybe the internet won't even be around in 20 years. I'm just saying, I could see doing this for 20 plus years. Yeah. A buddy of mine that I was in Vegas with is a, a radio host. Uh, for sports talk in Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also a comic fan, so he listens to the show. And he thinks that we should be uh, recording the show on YouTube. My son said the yeah. same thing. And, and releasing it simultaneously to YouTube and the and the as an audio feed. That's exactly what yeah. my son said. And I was like, People but it's just going to be us talking. Like, like, And he said he doesn't matter. He thinks it's a there, – there's just such a huge chunk of the world that watches – podcasts and stuff that doesn't listen and that uh he he said there's no downside because you're you're using the same file and putting it on your audio feed so there's there's no it's not extra work if as they say he's not lying i i don't know if that's true but i'm throwing it out there because i was like well i'll throw it out to the guys i mean i don't you know if it's really not much extra work i I mean i I don't see any problem with it i mean we have faces made for radio but i mean hey you know speak for yourself but the um the the logistics the problem is getting which, three feeds into feed, one image. Who yeah. is it? Right. Yeah. Who, who who's it? And basically, you would have people would be watching Vince talk. Ugh, no. For two hours, I'd wear a mask. No, no. He was saying that they record because he does he does it for his podcast. They record on Google Hangout, and so whoever's talking, it pops up as the prominent person. We did try that at one time, didn't we? Google Hangout. We did. Well, we tried it for the group chat. Yeah. But we haven't recorded off of it and turned it into YouTube. Maybe we should do some yeah, experimenting. Yeah. yeah. It can't hurt to experiment. I mean, if it doesn't Absolutely. feel right or no, it's pointless, but we, why not, right? Yeah, my super-duper MacBook Pro right. could surely handle it. If, if you haven't cut this off, then people I'm not going to cut it off. Weigh in. Weigh in. What do you think? Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah. I will show them. It wouldn't change the breasts. audio at all. I mean, we like no. the idea is that we won't... Wouldn't want to do anything that changes the audio feed. I mean, in, in other words, it, it it would just be another channel for the same content. Right, right, right. And my son mentioned another name. Twitch. Uh, Twitch, yes. Well, Twitch. Tw- yeah, Twitch is a whole different thing. Now that right. would be separate. Yeah, because that's its own captive thing. But I guess people sure I have play the games set up for that. 
people play games on Twitch and pay money well, to people who play games. The thing about Twitch is the, the value of Twitch, in as much as that there is it, is, is you're interacting what live. Right. We can't have that. Well, we can, well, but not for... It's like a, as an extra type of thing that yeah. we do periodically. I don't think we could have that as an every week type of thing. Because our show doesn't really lend itself to real-time interaction. Nah. I would love it if we got some really obscene person that's just like, you guys suck, I hate you. That'd be the best. <laughs> We'd get a lot of mileage out of that. No, it'd be okay. something. There you go. Yeah. All right, so give us your thoughts. Um, and uh, we will be here waiting for you when you're ready. Yes, sir. Say goodnight, boys. Good night, boys. boys.